2: We just have so many players, and uh, it's fun to watch IU do his thing and Purdy shut some haters up. So it's, it's nice to be on a really good team.
3: From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's around the NFL, the Monday. The Monday show for the first time ever, the day after the big day. Dan Hans is here, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. And when you want to launch a new property, and you need the charisma that will just send you through the roof and beyond, you book Nick Bosa sound bites.
1: It's that simple.
2: That made me want to run through a wall. Uh, as Nick Bosa goes, at least yeah. that was like him talking some trash. I like that
3: he was wearing a backpack too, on, uh, on a and he was ready box. to go. That Nick Bosa, and yeah, I think uh, that's good. We're good. this is the show. Uh, you know, you have the Sunday flagship program that gives you a detailed rundown of everything that happened on Sunday. Monday's show, this show is one of three programs that we have coming your way. One of them for NFL Plus, uh, the Monday Night Football Recap coming later tonight. This show is just getting you caught up to date on everything that's happened after the games went down, after the games, after the pressers, overnight, and then anything that's come across the wire as we tape in early afternoon on the West Coast. And that was, of course, the star defender of the Niners, Nick Bosa, after the 49ers waxed Mark Sessler's Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in the field formerly known as Hines. So uh, not many teams will enter week two flying as high as uh, the 49ers.
1: I will say this, though, because I I love what he said, and um, I like that he just owns the fact that he's on a well-coached, great team, and that's much more enjoyable than other scenarios. (laughs) But how many haters, like, who is hating on Brock Purdy? I think there was a lot of wait and see on Brock Purdy.
3: But I see what he's saying. He was saying there's I, doubt. There's a little bit of, like, this idea. Who the seventh-round picks? Small sample size. Blows out his elbow. Kind of a little bit of a Cinderella story. All right, now reality might hit this year. And he looked exactly the same.
1: Right. I just president. see doubters. Cool. No haters. haters to like I mean, I don't a, remember. He's a likable character. He's a
3: bosa. Of course, like, half his sentences have a hater. Well, all right, that's <laughs> for, <laughs> Oh, you're a hater. Uh, I, I'm a hater. No, <laughs> that guy's the, a hater. That's all the explanation right. needed. We're that's, good. It's a vocab. Okay, it's not <laughs> robust. <laughs> okay. Anything more, uh, Greg, on that? No, that, I think that was <laughs> so well said, I can't top it. Um, so, all right. We're going to go through everything. Let's start with injuries. It's injury corner. It's a little of a bummer way to start, but it's a reality coming out of Sundays. That's what Mondays are. What's that?
1: That's what you're, the pieces we're picking up on Monday. When I don't know why we've waited t- a decade to start doing Monday shows. But then you get to Tuesday, it's like 860 news items because it's all follow up on injuries and we're doing it now.
3: Well, we've we've corrected a loophole in the system uh, here in year 11. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, that's a great point, Mark. um, Not looking good for their star safety, Marcus Williams, who is in the second year of a five year, $70 million contract. Uh, They hit the field on Sunday thinking he's going to be a key contributor all season. And now he has a pectoral injury. He might have to undergo surgery uh, on the on the issue. And if he does, um, John Harbaugh said Williams is consulting a doctor to weigh his options. If he does, it's it it could be uh, a season under, but not certainly. But either way, he's on the shelf. Greggy. he made such a difference last year when he was on the field. And this team
2: just seems cursed. injuries they're already a little thin in the secondary but the whole idea of okay we're going to get Marlon Humphrey back and then our cornerback position is not that thin and especially doesn't matter because we have such great safety play quarterbacked really by Marcus Williams more than anyone and they were a different team last year when he wasn't on the field
1: yeah I mean you still have Kyle Hamilton but Geno Stone now steps in uh, at the other safety spot I don't know the Ravens I feel like they probably could have been three or four wins better in playoff trips if you take away the injuries the last couple of seasons. I mean, it's just been like, to your point, Greg, like one of the most banged up AFC teams in a rough and tumble division.
3: Left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who's dealt with his own injury issues in recent years. He suffered a sprained knee. He's weak to week, as is center Tyler Linderbaum, who suffered an ankle Ugh. injury, also labeled week to week. So um, but also, you know what? You gave Lamar all that money. Mm-hmm. He's he's the star of the team. Oh, I
2: see what you're doing. He,
3: well, I'm just saying, because sometimes it feels like I you could sense the excuses being set up or the Ravens don't play yeah. well. Take Quarterback, take your team through a stormy, choppy waters until you can get, hopefully healthy. We shall see. They didn't do a lot on offense in week one, but enough to win.
2: Right. They get the Bengals this week, which is like an immediate, oh, the, uh, it's an immediate a big matchup. Right it's there. an immediate big game here and you don't get JK Dobbins back. I'm not that worried about missing JK Dobbins, although he was the one chance they had to be special there. I'd be very worried uh, about Marcus Williams being out all season and missing two, maybe the best two parts of your offensive line.
3: The reason why the Bengals are dangerous is because they got waxed by the Browns on Sunday and uh, the Browns feel mighty good about themselves, but they're not feeling good about Jack Conklin, the right tackle. He's out for the season, a bad one, Mark, ACL and MCL tear. Instantly, that's operating table. That's see you next summer. Tough setback for a very good tackle.
1: Yeah, all pro level um, has been an anchor for the league's best or second best line right up there with the Eagles. I, I am interested, though, because their fourth round pick, Dewan Jones, out of Ohio State, Played more snaps, I believe, than any offensive lineman in the preseason, and looked pretty good. And looks like kind of a find. Uh, so it's not, you know, it's not like you're falling off a cliff into total nothingness. But losing Conklin, I mean, they lose one other guy. Suddenly, the offensive line's very different.
2: I, I love looking at that guy, Dewan Jones. He is he's, massive; it's like a, a planet out there. But it's a shame for Conklin. Conklin's been around long enough that he had another season-ending. Uh, yeah, injury back in the day got healthy enough to where he just signed a new contract with the Browns. So he's he secured financially, but that that's a
3: rough blow for him. Who was it? Was it Wyatt Teller? Somebody had the pancake of the week. The yeah, week, that 20 was 20 yards downfield and, and pancaked a defender. That's 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 a man stuff. It, it's a concern because that's what makes the Browns special is the guys up front. Um, the Eagles, they had a blessed life last year. We They kind of struggled and, and battled and got past uh, the Patriots just barely a little bit on that later um, on Sunday, and now they are dealing with some injury issues. Linebacker Nicobe Dean out multiple weeks with a foot injury. Starting linebacker, Greg. E. I am not
2: overly concerned about this. I'm... Uh... <laughs> A regular listener of the Birds. Like with- not concerned about any injuries. I mean, no, I'm concerned about N'Kobe Dean uh, personally. Uh, but his the whole idea of Nicobe Dean's been a little yeah, more. a little cold about J.K. Dobbins,
3: to be quite honest. I
1: thought it, so, too. Yeah. When?
3: I don't know. About like, four seconds. Yeah, it was about four three minutes, minutes ago. Three, yeah. Like, oh, it doesn't, you know, it's fine about J.K. Dobbins. Like, that guy is, like, torn up with an Achilles blow.
2: I wasn't saying that whatsoever. I want you to go. Back if anything, and listen I, sa- to the I said I said he was the one tonight. that it was like uh, maybe the the most important Teaching moment. Entry. Okay, go it, back and if listen. If Greg tonight. would allow
1: it to be, it it might be.
2: Okay, I will go back and listen to this podcast. But what were you saying about? Teams? It's been a while. He's just been more of an idea than a player that you've Got actually it. seen be a difference maker. And uh, as a regular listener of uh, the Birds with Friends podcast, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, one of my favorites. I mean, I, Christian Ellis, <laughs> this third-year player. I... I have a feeling it's shown a little more as a player, and he'll step into the starting lineup. So I think they have a really good backup who might be even uh, better than N'Kobi. If
3: only you could be as generous with your opposing podcast plugs as you are with actual humans on a football. It's not an opposing team if it's an Eagles-specific podcast. They're all enemies to me. Um, Better news, injury news, Anthony Richardson, uh, he missed the end of the loss to the Jaguars, uh, with what was knee, uh, seen as a, or diagnosed as a knee injury. It's a knee bruise, according to Tom Pellicero. Uh, and according to Pellicero, he will be fine. That's good. However, uh, just something interesting. Trevor Lawrence, another um, high-profile draft pick seen as the face of his franchise and the opponent of Anthony Richardson in week one, uh, said it, had something to say after the game about his conversation with, Tony Richardson nobody calls him Tony no but I think you should think about
0: it being a rookie quarterback it's a, it's a tough spot there's a lot of learning you have to do and um, it's just every week learning and getting better and I, I, the only thing I told him after the game was a great you know great game he made some some unbelievable plays but just try to protect yourself you know these the hits add up in this league and they, they're a little different than in college so I just told him to protect himself and you know I'm excited to watch his career unfold um, I think he's gonna be a great player and obviously we'll see him again later in the season but that was my only message to him really just protecting yourself it's a long season and uh, i think he's gonna be a great player
3: allow me to read a little bit too much into that for it to rise to the point where trevor sought him out and said that to him like you can imagine lawrence like watching from the sideline just taking nasty licks and you see the same thing with Mm. justin fields another guy that uses his legs and is kind of fearless in terms of his abilities uh with his legs and his arms that's part of this. And Anthony Richardson, as dynamic as he is, I thought was well said by Lawrence there that the hits are just different here. The guys are bigger and stronger and you got to be careful.
1: Yeah, and part of it is on, you know, the scheme and Shane Steichen, but it's like, that's what makes him special. And the whole league is built around protecting quarterbacks to the point where like a lot of defenders think that there's too much emphasis on that. But then Anthony Richardson, what we are going to love about watching him is he goes off into wild territories, running down the field. He had a couple runs yesterday where it's like, yes, he's huge and powerful, but like durability he hasn't played that much football in college at all really and it's like we don't really have a huge read on his long-term durability it's Hmm. like you've got these Ironman quarterbacks that no matter what they play every week and then if you're going to go do this with your body it's like a bit of a there's a bit of a variable factor there
2: now i want to circle back to what dan said about tony richardson yeah as a jets fan can you think of a reason why that wouldn't be a great idea you know uh, How about the legendary the fullback, back. Tony Richardson? He's very good. 16 years in the NFL, mostly for the Chiefs, but he did have a few with the, the Jets there. So that guy, he already kind of took Tony Richardson.
3: And then I also wanted to. So uh, you, you worry about erasing that the fullback. I understand that because fullbacks, it's, and it's already tough for a fullback <laughs> to have a, a niche. I mean, the league had two
1: Cam Newtons for a while.
3: Right. And wh- what do you know about the second one?
2: Well, no, he was overshadowed, it's, there's no doubt. I just mean that, that there's already been a football, Tony Richards. I also am okay. curious, and I know we want this show to be you know, fast-moving, and I'm turning into a honk attack. attack. Uh, do you want to share your exciting hot take about the facial structure of Trevor Lawrence with the audience?
3: Sure. I think if you want to bring his face up again, um, I think Tre- Trevor is, in many ways, aesthetically a beautiful man. Um, hyper-masculine. Um, symmetrical. Sh- symmetrical is f- <laughs> uh, great jawline uh, cheekbones, very strong nose, character nose uh, but there's I don't know, there's almost like a um, strange lack of humanity to his face like he's the creation an AI creation of what a young franchise quarterback looks like and maybe there's a little something jarring with this long flowing hair the blonde, dirty blonde mane that a he has contrast. Well. Yeah. it's almost like he's like a He-Man figure Um, And I guess I just struggle, maybe because to see something that kind of functionally perfect, the way he's been designed as a human, is jarring to me, a mere mortal.
1: I think it's like um, in those, you know, (laughs) certain fantasy type stories where like a statue comes to life. That's him. He looks like he's perfectly carved and there's no argument against his... Um, higher quality looks, like he's it's what you'd probably design in many he's ways. A beauty, but he, but he looks designed, kind of. Hmm. But also, I'm trying to compliment him. In, in who looked sense.
3: in the was it Adonis? Who looked in the uh, the lake and froze? The old myth, the old Greek myth. Anybody? Uh, e- the
1: egotistical one, I believe. There was an. E- he had was a- it Adonis. Oh.
3: Hey, let's work on that one, Eric. Let's get a
1: little help on that.
3: (laughs) Um, But anyway, shout out to Trevor Lawrence for giving some advice to the kid. And hopefully we get 17 games of Anthony Richardson and he finishes them all. Uh, One more. uh, J.C. Horn, Greggie Uh, Panthers missed a lot of last year with a foot injury. He's had a wrist issue and now he's got a hamstring issue that they're still evaluating. Obviously, extremely frustrating for this kid who can't seem to get it uh, going. On paper, he's one of their best
2: players, and their defense is going to have to lead them, and he just cannot stay on the field. It's very frustrating. And after watching the Panthers, like you're going to want reasons to watch the Panthers early this
3: season, and, and J.C. Horn was going to be one of them. Um, let's let's a- ask, the uh, as we transition out of the injury seg, and let's ask the listeners, um, we need some type of sting for this segment or this section, which is flotsam and jetsam and flotsam and jetsam. Or is it Flotsam and Jetsam and Jetsam and Flotsam?
1: I think it's Flotsam and Jetsam.
3: All right. and then, It sounds better that way. Yeah. So Flotsam and Jetsam and Jetsam and Flotsam. And if somebody can come up with some type of barbershop um, acapella sting and send it into what's an email that we could send it into? Theatnpodcast at gmail.com? Correct. Uh, we would be really appreciative, and we'll send you something.
2: Yeah, Ooh.
1: I
3: do have some breaking news. If we could do go real quick. Okay. Oh wow. He's got. He's only got one thumb, technically.
1: No, no, uh, absolutely. Um, it was Narcissus. Narcissus. He into the water, um, fell in love with his own reflection. Narcissus. Died. Yeah, yeah, died at the spring. So, hey,
2: to the narcissists, if you're narcissistic Narcissus. out there, sort of
1: floating around society, look out.
2: A little on the nose
3: there. Uh, Greek mythologist. Vouchers.
2: Root word, but yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so and Adonis was just like uh, the mortal. Adonis
1: was more like just. Adonis physically
3: was physically like. Adonis was the mortal lover of the goddess Aphrodite. Nice. Wow. Spot. Nice spot. Kind of a Trevor
2: Lawrence of his time. Good get.
3: Wait, so if you are getting Aphrodite as a mortal, you're doing. There's some things you got working in your. Absolutely, day. there's no question. Just put it that way. Yeah,
1: it can be assumed
3: you like Trevor Lawrence you've probably been set up very well in your life all right flotsam and jetsam jetsam and flotsam the giants cowboys game again one of the greatest <laughs> um atrocities ever seen in primetime 40 to nothing and we were watching from the theater here at NFL network headquarters as daniel jones was getting smoked in the fourth quarter and i And uh, who were we talking about? Mooch was there. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rose. Chris Rose. Like, what's he doing out there? And I was like, I was wondering aloud if it was one of those situations where the head coach was doing the head coach thing where he was like, I wanted to have something positive to take out of this game and roll into next week. And then Brian Dable, facing a lot of criticism after the game, had this to say to the media.
0: Brian, did you um, ever think of taking Daniel out because he took a pretty big beating?
3: Yeah. No. um, (laughs) No, I was going to let him. See it through there just until that last series. Try to get something positive going down. We didn't have much going. Uh, just wanted to try to get a, you know, a positive
2: drive and, and try to punch the ball into the end zone. Um, but that <laughs> didn't happen.
3: Yeah, I saw your tweet. I liked it, Greg. They put so much care. Why don't you say it?
2: Well, that, that they won't play him in the preseason. He's like, can't, can't get hurt in the preseason. Can't play a snap in the preseason. And then they just got him out there in these blowouts.
3: What's yeah, the, and it's funny the difference a year makes, Mark, because last year, Brian Dable could do no wrong, and you just see how this season now starts, and he's under the spotlight for having the team in the eyes of people on the outside, not prepared, embarrassed, and then not doing right by his quarterback and not protecting him. It was a mistake, but that's a very coach aspect uh, um, uh, uh, outlook to have on things. And, and while we're here and while we're talking about tweets, the the Twitterverse was just filled uh, with various absurd nuggets tied to the lopsided nature of that game. Uh, let's bring up a few of those. First from The Athletic. No team has ever lost 40 nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7-0 or worse, lost the turnover battle 3-0 or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a TD, threw a pick six in the same season. The <laughs> Giants did it all in one game. <laughs> How about Bill Barnwell? That's absurd. Well, that 40 to nothing is where
2: it really knocks a lot of teams out. Not a lot of teams sure. have lost 40 yeah. to nothing or worse.
3: Uh, Bill Barnwell, our buddy, Giants on Sunday night against the Cowboys, negative 23.8 offensive EPA, the Broncos game from the COVID year when Kendall Hinton, remember that, played quarterback against the Saints. He was like a gunner or something. Negative 23.7 offensive EPA. And one more from Katie Sharp, who's awesome on baseball analytics. Uh, but I guess she's a Giants fan as well. Giants forty nothing loss on Sunday is their worst shutout loss at home in franchise history. Have has there ever been a bigger bury the ball game? I do not think so.
1: I can think of a, a year when the Browns beat the Steelers in Week One, nineteen eighty nine, fifty one to nothing, and that Steelers Whoa. team went on to make the playoffs. Um, okay. As one of the more interesting teams I've ever watched, like they started off terribly and grew. And if you're the coach of the year, Brian Dable, like. Cool. You Last year, things were kind of rolling and it was a new vibe and like Daniel Jones looked good, but it's like you've been handed like an absolute nightmare first act. What How do you, you get yourself of out act? of here? I would say this. One thing reason I think he is a good coach, all those negative things, you got him out of the way in one game.
2: It's
3: a good way to look it's at it.
1: It's not dotting it week after week. Oh, we either lost the sack record seven to nothing in week two. It's like you got him out of the way.
2: I'd like to think, though, for over $40 million a quarterback, a 104 yard two interception oh, stop, seven right. sack game is just not on the table. Stop. Like there's a certain level of quarterback where that game just stop. 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 wouldn't happen stop. Stop. on any level.
3: No, you're just, now you're just rolling in it. You're a pig rolling in poop now. Because she didn't say that about Joe Burrow yesterday and he's the highest paid player in the history of the sport.
2: I'm just a pig in poop. I'm more like
3: yeah. we're <laughs> <laughs> like my little tortoise. No, uh no. yes, Giants fans were saying, "Oh my god. How about Geno Smith, your little hero?" Uh, He struggled with the rest of the Seahawks against uh, the Rams. Uh, Do you want to tee this one up?
2: Well, let's everyone's already probably heard this. Everyone's had their little fun of uh, the mic'd up (laughs) quarterback New Year.
3: Gino Smith,
2: uh, you know, reacting when Aaron Donald's coming at him. On third down.
0: Oh pressure comes <laughs> and it's incomplete. The pressure coming
3: from
2: Aaron Donald. Okay, and I'm glad everyone had their fun there, but I'm also glad we've, oh my God. Got, we've got our own podcast here because everyone thinks it's all about Aaron Donald. And no, I did check, no one asked him about this. We cut that as Un- a drop. Unfortunately, like. no one asked him about this. Yeah. Hopefully, someone will next time. I'm almost positive. He says, "Oh my god" because he almost threw a pick six there. And as he threw it, one of the Rams defenders, which he had no idea was was hiding in wait, flashes out in front of him and could have easily picked that off. And I think actually that's what he's saying, "Oh my god" at,
3: not at was, that Aaron Donald is coming up.
2: It's just a fact.
3: It doesn't matter why he said, oh, my God. I'm pretty certain no matter what the reason was, he defecated in his pants as he said. No. It's,
2: it
1: seemed that way. But, I mean, great parabolic mic work, by the way. We don't often hear what these right. guys are saying yeah. out of the field. And, like, it was, a, if nothing else, human. It made me like Gino a little bit okay, more. It's like go. whether Good or angle. not you Good almost angle. thought you threw a pick six, you've got, like, <laughs> one of the largest humans on the planet coming at you at the speed of a car. I mean, okay. that's an oh, my God moment.
3: Also like a man of faith it shows him to be.
2: Well, he is. That's as, that's as probably someone true. um who follows him on Twitter. We god, know Greg got, and he follows you back. Yeah, We've been well got versed this, on this. Get through this. It's very part in his life.
3: That's it. Oh my god. Uh the Raiders. How about them Raiders? They had a nice start to their season. A
1: another team I nailed.
3: A one point win. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you, you'll watch. You'll get to that game. All right. It's early. Well, it, was it's early. I, it wasn't a game where I watched the Raiders and I thought magic was coming this season, but they got the win. And guess who won over their locker room in a big way? It was Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's Josh Jacobs, man. He's a dog. Any quarterback that's willing to take a hit in a big moment to secure a win got my respect. I think he's, is he referring to that scramble that clinched the game? Yeah i
2: think he took some good shots uh, when he was staying in the pocket too
3: here's josh mcdaniel on his new quarterback he's a he's a good leader um he's won a lot of games in this league you know and um you know that i think i think the guys in the locker room know uh who they have and and what this guy can do um how competitive he is he's a very good leader he's a great communicator um you know, just does what it takes to win. You know, doesn't give a he doesn't care about his statistics or anything like that. It's just whatever I got to do at my position to mm. try to help the team win. I'm going to try to do it. So, um, again, super happy that he's a Raider. Josh McDaniels needed that as well. That was oh. a nice win for Josh McDaniels.
2: I almost feel like uh, Garoppolo is like his emotional support player. Like, how can how can I be unlikable if I've got my buddy Jimmy G next to me?
3: That's just going to make the whole thing more likable. Josh McDaniels still looking to find uh, career success out of the shadow of Bill Belichick. I mean, this guy won many Super Bowls. Let's calm down. Yeah, well,
1: uh, on the Patriots, achieved but career success. Well, well hold on. Den-
3: Outside the shadow of Bill okay, Belichick,
1: Denver was about as big of a de- you. You copied Bill Belichick's cheating scandal, and that I, I mean, that's how unoriginal that was. Okay, then he was okay, the okay. Uh, uh, coordinator of the Rams one year, and they were like the thirty-first ranked offense. I was like, responding to the
3: home. to the first the first part.
2: Okay. I you know. I thought
1: you so let's head scary. to
3: Pat's Corner, and things are changing. Things feel different around the Patriots now. It's just a new world order, and Bill Belichick, this jumped out to me. Bill did his post mortem breakdown, was asked about a decision. Uh, what was the decision that he made? I'm trying to remember. They went for it on 4th and
2: 17. They went
3: for it on 4th, and we talked about that when it was happening from the newsroom. It was 4th like and it. twelve. And they get backed up by a penalty to 4th and 17. And this is not the most high-octane offense. No. And sure enough, he throws a about a 13-yard strike to Hunter Henry. Henry drops it anyway, but he was going to be smothered short of the sticks by a couple yards easily either way. Bill Belichick actually admitted he shouldn't have done it on the radio, on live airwaves. I don't remember this happening too often. Greg, you could no, correct right. me if I'm wrong. Here
0: you're we right. go. Let's listen in. I mean, look, the, there wasn't a lot of field position to be gained. So... We could have punted it, you know. Probably should have punted it on fourth and seventeen, but we're on their side of the fifty. It's too long for a field goal. Uh, fourth and seventeen is you know, a lot tougher than fourth and twelve.
3: <laughs> is is the great Belichick starting to doubt himself?
2: Maybe it's more that he's uh, turning over some new lease. I noticed how he was very enthusiastic and positive, trying to like cheer up Mac Jones after they scored their second straight touchdown to the point where like Mac Jones look, looked a little grumpy coming off the field like he didn't celebrate it. And Belichick was like, how come you're not celebrating, bro? And Be- Mac Jones just went by. And then Belichick actually followed him to the bench and is like giving high fives and smiling. That, to me, was a, a different sort of Belichick moment. I, I don't like,
1: know. what it's is like happening? I, don't, I don't recall more than <laughs> zero of those. But Right, and that know. was in the
2: first quarter, the second quarter of the game. Maybe Belichick knows something we don't. Maybe he likes his team. Oh yeah, I've been told by uh, a Twitter user uh, that will not be named here. Stop whispering as a, as sort of an affect on the show. They can't hear it, so I'm gonna stop. Or you could just speak up when you whisper. (laughs) That's. I was like, do I
1: ever do? I was like,
3: do I ever do that? And then it just happened. So I guess that happens. And while we're on Pat's corner, uh, our old friend the sentient Powerade bottle, Mm. Zolak. Yeah. uh, We heard yesterday uh, him getting amped up after your boy, uh, Butte uh, nearly got his second foot down. Uh, What we didn't hear was Scott Zolak of WEEI getting a little fired up, a little pot kettle black about the head coach of the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Let's listen in. I don't know if, uh, like, Philly has their complete cheerleading squad figured out, but, like, if they got an opening, Sirianni could step in. I mean, he's got the towel wave, and he's... For head coach, the receiver did not get the second foot in bounds. The pass is incomplete. It's a turnover on downs. It's first down for Philadelphia. It was a little judgy, as like you know, for a head coach. It was like, here's the ultimate cheerleader in the history of broadcasting. Mm. Come on now,
1: he knows whose audience.
3: I mean, this is yep. uh, the
2: mon- the day after show. Only the most <laughs> trenchant news and analysis from around the league. Our weekly Zolak. <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't know how much we're going to hear of him this year, to be quite honest. So take advantage of all we we can. We hear from him more when they lose. That's true, that's true. But you know what? There was a long time, Greggy, on this podcast where we were hearing from him with a lot of wins. That's true. Yeah, I'm I'm owed about a, a decade lot. of misery. Uh, Arthur Smith. Speaking of misery, fantasy owners they they take what the Falcons do on draft day. And they say to themselves, well, obviously, they're going to build their offense around these top 10 picks they keep using. And then the head coach uh, goes in different directions in terms of his scheming. And Arthur Smith, already it's on his radar that this is a talking point around the Falcons, that somebody like Drake London has zero catches, that Kyle Pitts cannot get the ball in this offense. Even Bijan Robinson not leading his team in carries yesterday. All this stuff is baffling to some people, but when a reporter asked Arthur Smith, uh, "How is it that Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, could have more catches than Drake London, the top ten pick?" Arthur Smith, in his
0: mustache, he wasn't about it. If I were to tell you that Desmond would had more receptions than Drake and you'd win, <laughs> would you have believed me? A and B. Hey, uh, would Zach. You think here, I'm, I'm going not to be rude. I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> Let the fantasy guys. I love about it. That. That's a point. You know, We gotta clean some things up. I love it. We can all be better at our spacing, and in the, the targets is the most misunderstood thing in the National Football League. There's progressions. There's spacing. If somebody's underneath, is not right. That's the stuff where I'm a little irritated as a coach that we had to fix at halftime, and that's on me. It's on everybody, and we don't care. Drake London doesn't care. All we care about is
3: 1-0. Drake London cares, by the way. But, okay.
1: Well, he might care, but I, <laughs> I think that he's, Pitts cares. he's completely in the right. Like, I mean, that's fine. I'm glad that fantasy what do you mean is he's completely th- in the right. Oh, he's, is he supposed to cater to fantasy? No,
3: fans? forget about fantasy. But the more the idea is you have these wildly talented skill players. At what point are you going to find a way to get them actively involved? It's very early in the season. I'm very excited to see it'll happen. It should. It and happened you can. last year with Drake. Lynn. And the two great receivers, you'll see it. Look every week at the targets. Like he could talk about progressions and he knows way more about football uh, than I do, but they they find ways to get the ball to funnel targets to your top guys, and it's interesting to me that that just isn't, hasn't happened with these high profile pass catchers that they have. In like the if last you
1: time. if you like contrast it to what Mike McDaniel has done in like a regular season plus one game with his star wideouts, I understand. I'm I'm saying he's right about the fantasy part. Like that's like in. in yeah, but no one's
3: arguing about that. Like that was his. That was right. a nice little light all right. Gig, but.
1: but it's like that. That was the, if he hadn't. If he hadn't answered the fantasy question, we wouldn't have even be. We'd right. be talking. Well, about we
2: it. don't even know what part B was. Zach, you know, probably I don't know who Zach is, but don't go with A and B in general. I, I was trying to think who's who's a Zach that covers the Falcons. Can't think of one. Can't find one. I um, think he made a mistake going with the A and the B at that point. He was he was spinning once Arthur Smith cut him off. He's trying to get B in. We'll never right. know what B is. But the thing where Smith lost me a little bit, though, is Drake London cares. He cares a lot. Uh, his future uh, money and I livelihood. He special. wants to. Over the long haul, Yeah, that actually could be a little bit of an issue. We saw in Baltimore uh, in the Greg Roman era that, Guys like Kyle Pitts, Drake London and stuff. You, you do want to make sure that they're involved in getting some numbers because they're human beings. They,
3: they want their it makes numbers. the offense better. But a right. big part of this is do they have the quarterback to facilitate such a thing as well? And that's the beautiful thing about football. The season will unfurl and we will learn more. More, more, more. More coming. More flotsam. More jetsam. Jetsam, flotsam, flotsam, jetsam. Send it in. The ATN podcast at gmail.com. Uh, coming up later tonight in your feed, you'll see the Monday Night Football recap. Jets, Bills. Oh, my goodness. I am nervous. And, uh, yes, for you NFL Plus subscribers and Dazone subscribers, you will get uh, our first game of the week breakdown. And we'll do uh, Dolphins Chargers. Sounds good. This was good. I
2: mean, we had a couple of doubters. Speaking uh, of Nick Bosa and the haters out there, you know who you are. Drew Kleinman you said you, uh, around the NFL podcast how about right here can't do anything short you we're can't 31 do minutes we're right at 31 now. minutes and this thing it we're landing achi- it. it what an achievement we're doing it we, we d- were at 30
3: we did it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you everybody we'll do this every Monday uh, and keep listening keep subscribing and uh, don't worry if it feels like too much no show tomorrow so you have plenty of time to catch up <laughs> it's not too much so uh, never- until then uh, until Monday Night Football heed the call